0: This is ESPN New York tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer.
1: A history-making night at MSG Overtime in Brooklyn, and Todd McShea talks quarterbacks and more. Next. And moving, and grooving, Chilling with you at one 800 919 3776 Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at Gordon Damer at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7FM. Along with Brian the Brain flying solo. We're here until midnight. Then it's Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon.
2: Larry, how are we
1: feeling? We're doing pretty good, Gordon. We're doing pretty good. How are you today?
2: Ah, uh, can't complain, right? Yeah. We get a little history at the Garden. Unfortunately, it's not Nick history of the Garden, but it's history well, all the same.
1: And, and here's the thing. Uh, and we'll talk about this later because, and I know we really don't like to go down this rabbit hole. But this COVID thing is really wrecking havoc with sports again. What, 29 new players tested positive in, in COVID protocol in the NFL. Uh, the Nets had only eight players. Chicago's canceled postponed two games uh, because of the, the COVID spread. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, here's the thing. You, you respect greatness. And that's what Steph Curry is. That's what he's been. And the reason why he is, and I think, Ah, uh, Kenny Dejett Smith said it best. The reason why he is the best three-point shooter of all time, and that goes a long way, because the NBA will be, you know, a long time coming. All right, uh, is because of his versatility from three. I mean, his distance from three, his 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 ability to shoot off the dribble from three, his ability to stop from on a dime from three, his ability to just put up from near the half-court <laughs> line, and hit. And here's the thing nothing but net not not bouncing around the rim and rolling in not rolling around the rim a couple of times and then falling in nothing but net
2: Uh no i mean he's he's amazing um he's been amazing since you know really when he got over those injuries those ankle injuries early on in his career and you could kind of see the glimpses but you were worried uh, you know how 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 is he going to be able to to hold up long term since then uh yeah i mean he's he's absolutely incredible and the creativity he mm-hmm. has in terms of getting his shot off, you know, it's almost like, you know, great three-point shooters. A lot of their 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 shot locations, their shot selections are, are kind of the same with him. It's it's all over the map. It could be anywhere. Uh, and, and certainly you see him practicing things in pregames that aren't going to come into effect in games. But you still... It's uh, it's jaw-dropping, right, when he's standing in the stands or he's standing, you know, this place or that place, uh, you know, up the ramp and this and that. But, um, yeah, incredible, absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, it's weird because it, it still feels like he's really young. He's the same age as Kevin Durant. He's 33. Yeah, but, um, yeah, gr- uh, I think that this – I don't know where this record of his is going to end, but it feels like it's going to be a very long time before we're ever – you know, like uh, Ray Allen finished playing in 2004, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot longer than 17 years before we're talking about anybody catching this.
1: I agree, I agree. And the shape he's in and his ability to get his injuries out of the way early in his career, he could go another four or five years, easy, easy. easy. I I almost expect him to, right? I mean, I, look,
2: sometimes the injuries come and and they 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 multiply quickly, so you never know and and how he'll his body will age because he's not a big guy per se, but. Uh, he is so effortless, and and that team is so effortless—the way they do things—and and doing it without
1: <laughs> without Klay Thompson still. I know, I know. It's amazing. It is. It really is. And I think, and here's the thing that probably helps him because they struggled and didn't go deep into the playoffs the past couple of years. That adds some length to his mm. career because he didn't have to go deep deep into the playoffs and six, seven games and all the wear and tear and. And under the you know duress of winning a championship and every possession counting and of that nature, and because they've struggled the past couple of years, he's gone home early, so he's had the chance to rest his body and get himself ready. So I, that's going to help him, I think, in the long run. Yeah, and
2: you'd have to say that I know there's a lot of NBA season left, uh, but he is the clear front runner right now for MVP. I
1: agree. I agree. He, he's just, he's just phenomenal.
2: You know, it would just be nice if it, you know, like it always feels like there's these moments at the Garden, and I I don't mean to be bitter Betty or Debbie Downer, but it's like there's always these moments at the Garden, and the Knicks are always like, they're just there. They're, They're witness to it, but they're not involved in it, you know? Yeah. And it gets frustrating as a Nick fan. I, look, great for Steph Curry, mm-hmm. and it's a magical night, and it's a mm-hmm. history you know, night and all that stuff, but uh, it's just frustrating to, you know, w- w- what about us? Yeah, <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? It's like, what are we going to get things like this? Why can't we have nice things?
1: <laughs> because we're not shopping at the same place as everybody else no, is shopping, apparently. Apparently not, no. You know, that, that's a struggle. And speaking of struggling, how bad was that Knicks offense in the third quarter. Oh, well, the,
2: the only good thing was the, the the Warriors were struggling just as much at that point or almost as much and um that that's the only reason why that third quarter didn't look like a lot of other third quarters this year where the Knicks all of a sudden find themselves down 12, 15, 20 points because they could not buy a bucket and the offense, I mean, it's like it's in molasses. It's like it's like in quicksand. <laughs> it's 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 unbelievable how you know even when they 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 you know kind of get into the paint or, or try to break down the defense, nobody goes anywhere. Everybody's just standing around. it's so and look, I get it, they're shorthanded. there's no yes. way R.J. Barrett and uh-huh. and uh, you know no topping and all that type of stuff, and they're not all that talented of a roster to begin with, but right. um it's uh it's a it's a rough
1: watch, man. It's a rough
2: watch right now
1: and once again. Hate to pick on him, but let you have to call him out. Evan Fournier, five shots. One of five, or th- four from three, two points. I mean, this yeah. is this is becoming when is he gonna break out? Is he gonna break out? And he has no confidence right now. Wow. No confidence. And he'll he'll take a couple of shots. If they don't go in, he doesn't want the basketball. He just doesn't. He'll pass it up. He's not even going to the basket, which is something he did early. Like if he wasn't hitting the three, at least he would go to the paint and go to the basket and try to do something. And as much as I wanted to criticize, because I know my wife Jeanette was like, "Larry, will you stop yelling? I'm yelling <laughs> at the I'm yelling at the TV for Randall. Stop dribbling the ball. I'm just I'm just like stop, right. stop dribbling the ball. He's turning around and then just like oh, he put it on the floor. Everybody comes and just takes it. And then he's like, I was fouled. No, stop putting it on the floor. But he was it. I mean, ten yeah. of 21, 31 points. He was it. Uh, I have to give him credit. We said it the other night. When everybody was struggling, we needed you to be that guy to try to carry them to see if you can spur somebody on or get somebody going. He tried to do it tonight, but he had no help.
2: No, no help. help. I mean, Burks was terrible tonight. Uh, Quickly missed a bunch of shots. I mean, they're shorthanded to begin with. Derek Rose was not very good. Fournier was brutal. Um. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a. I mean, they don't have a lot of answers right now, and it's hard not to envision the worst case scenario when it comes to the Knicks because all the things that went right last year are yeah. not going right this year. And right. you know, last year we pointed out several times where it seemed like, oh, you know, the Wolves are at the door mm-hmm. and it's about to get really bad. They would always kind of find a way. Well, right. they've got to find a way right now, and and now shorthanded as well. You know, it was nice to see McBride out there for a little yeah. bit, give him a little bit of a run. Why not? I mm-hmm. mean, you, sure. you need you need bodies at this point. So hopefully
1: Tom Thibodeau has something up his sleeve here because they need it. They they really do. And I think <laughs> here's the stat of the night for me. Kevin Knox, a 0 plus minus. Hey. He's <laughs> better than better than a lot of guys. A, a zero plus minus. He nothing happened while he was on the floor. Right. Well, <laughs> nothing happened.
2: At, at this point, he's gotta see he's gotta see minutes. I mean definitely.
1: Definitely. And he rebounds. Know. He rebounds. Yeah he, the the thing with him, and listen, Golden State, as everybody knows, is just a tremendous passing team. They move the basketball like very few in the league. And just watching them move the basketball and watching the Knicks just have no clue who to defend and where they should go. And nobody's saying anything. I mean, if I'm Tom Thibodeau, I, I'm I'm I've got them on the court right now, <laughs> going through this. That when this guy moves over, when when there's a double team, somebody's got to pick up somebody's guy. You can't just leave them wide open. Somebody's got to pick up somebody's guy, and they just never do. And there was a point in that third quarter, and that's when. You know, Golden State started to really get going again mm-hmm. after the slow start, as you mentioned, because they just passed the ball, th- th- three passes, and they got a wide open shot. Three, three passes, wide open shot. It was just, I'm just shaking my head. I'm yeah, and we, my head
2: and we and so we talk about open. Fournier having no confidence. I mean, imagine being Kevin Knox. I mean, yeah. he's been he's been almost an afterthought for a year and a half now. So mm-hmm. you know, for him to get out there and do anything productive at this point uh i I guess that's value i don't know i mean it's just it just feels it feels like groundhog day it feels very similar now look the warriors are you know they're so good so you're not gonna take right yeah i mean you're not gonna take too much out of tonight's game the fact that they held it to less than double digits is actually (laughs) in some ways kind of impressive given (laughs) what they're working with but you know the, the 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 big picture it's not a nice picture It's not. It's not. uh, It's not a Bob Ross special.
1: Let's put it that way. No, it's not. No, it's not. And as you and I both know, if the Warriors really wanted to turn it on, they could have been this a long time. Well,
2: what was it? Three games and four nights, or what was it? I mean, yeah. I mean, they still. Steve Kerr's like, listen,
1: Steph, you're not playing that much tonight. Get get your get your record and then sit down. (laughs) So at least it was. At least it wasn't embarrassing. No. So it was. It was decent. It was decent. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll hear from J. Will from KJM. He had a statement this morning, and you heard it, Gordon, which really just made me shake my head because I'm wondering. I'll I'll tease it this way. If they do that, who's left? Gordon, this morning, J. Will made a statement about what the Knicks should do to help their situation. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what he said, and I have a question for Jay Will after he speaks.
0: I'm trading the whole team for Dame and Ben Simmons. I'd rather start with there and have the cover be empty and then find ways to piecemeal pieces around them. I'm telling you guys, he's not he was not utilized the correct way. And I, I get it that there are issues that he had in Philadelphia, and it's easy to say he won't work. If he is coached the right way, if he's paired with a superstar that can relieve him from that, he is a great piece to a championship team.
1: So who's left?
2: <laughs> <laughs> can I who's just left? Say- like They don't have enough pieces to get Damian Lillard. How are they getting Damian Lillard and Ben Simmons? <laughs> the 76ers are going to trade Ben Simmons to the Knicks. Ben Simmons is then going to uh, excel in the, in, the, in the mosh pit that is New York City. That's where, that's where now all of his, uh, his issues are going to be resolved coming to New York and playing with a team that will have Damian Lillard and apparently nothing else and a screaming Tom Thibodeau. I, I look, I, I, it just shows you where the level of desperation is with this Knicks team. Where we're we're, yeah. we're we're spiraling right now. You know, like you know. like when you have a day where you know the anxiety gets to you and you just start it just start spiraling. That's what Nick fans, and that's a good example of one in Jay will saying you know that they they have to go out and get Damian Lillard <laughs> and Ben Simmons and just do whatever. Do oh good thanks do whatever. Oh well that's great. Well what if we can't get either of them? What if neither of them? I mean Lillard if he wants to come to the Knicks, Knicks, okay, fine, but that has to be revealed first before the Knicks can do anything to go get him.
1: That's gotta be what, a seven team deal for to get players. I mean, what are we talking about? (laughs) It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. But listen, I understand what he's saying, and the bottom line, what he's saying, and we understand it, not a lot of there's not there's not a lot of talent on this team that's elite talent, right? There's talent and, and I think really The young players have showed me something. Grimes, McBride. Uh, This last draft looks pretty good.
2: Uh, Well, I'll say this. Even with as little as they have done, they have provided more value than the two big free agent acquisitions that you thought you made. Uh Because Kemba gave you nothing, and now he's literally giving – I mean, he literally does not play. Yeah. And Fournier plays, but does he really? Does he really No, he's not playing either. No, he's not playing either. So (laughs) – uh, yeah, I, I like what I've seen from the young kids. It's just not a great match because you know that Tom Thibodeau, and let, well, now he might be forced to because he's, he's got no other option. I mean, he's playing yeah. Kevin Knox, right? I mean, that tells he you really need has to know. no option. Yeah. <laughs> so, to mean, the phones. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, finish your thought. No, I was going to say, I mean, look, maybe, you know, sometimes the most desperate situation, you find something good. Maybe in this True. desperate situation, maybe the Knicks will stumble upon something.
1: You're right. You're right. And give him some other options so he can sit folks down longer if they're not doing what they're supposed to do to let the young kids know, Hey, guess mm-hmm. what? Yeah. You're working hard. Yeah. I, I know what my, my situation has been in the past, but I've put you in, in a tough situation and you've been ready. You stayed ready. you you're that's what professionals do. And they've done, they've done a solid job. They have not, here's the thing you like, gonna get to the calls in a second. They've not been shy. They haven't embarrassed themselves. They've no. been aggressive and they've been more aggressive than Fournier's been Gordon.
2: Absolutely.
1: It's frustrating. I'm, I'm frustrated with him. No, I, I just, I, I know. I get I'm just done. It. I get it. I'm done. Let's go to the calls. 1-800-919-3776. All right, Coach Spike, what do you got for us?
3: Hey, boys. Uh, you know, uh, so my buddy from CCNY, he calls me during the game, and he's always believed in this. He says two things he can't stand is ex-athletes, and this is not personal – Pulling something out of the rear end to get attention—I don't know. I, Jay Williams was, would have been just, unfortunately, for the motorcycle accident. He—he he he would have been something, man. But that's come on—that's—that's—that's that, quicks so or whatever it is. And Homer announces, which he can't stand, and we live with some of that. It's part of the game. Some guys are attracted by this. But what I see with this—I um, I feel for you, Larry. You know, we talk an awful lot, and in Gordon, we talk an awful lot to the thirty reporters. This draft, this group has drafted some young pups that look good, and I say that. that uh, I saw Deuce McBride at West Virginia, he played for Huggins, uh, uh, Quentin Grimes, and Larry and I had a good laugh over it. I, I couldn't understand how he put him on Chris Middleton, you know, he was <laughs> a half foot taller than him, but Larry made some sense out of it playing yards But, you know, you watch tonight, I was so looking forward to, before this COVID thing, and I'll make a brief, brief statement on that because it's doubling down here every day, the amount of cases. So how to reach the football and the basketball where they sweat and whatever else all over each other. But I'm watching, I wanted to see tonight. I want to see RJ Barrett come back. It was two positive, uh, negative tests. I want to see, I wanted to see him play with Quentin Grimes. Why not? Why? Right? Dream a little bit, uh, you know, and, 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 and Knox, I joke about, he tries, you are he Zero right. zeros better than the, 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 you know, a minus the minus. Nine, eight, nine, 18 with 19 points and 29. I still can't figure that out. But, uh, If that figures way out of whack. But it's sad to me because it's something to look forward to. You love your team. And Gordon said it last year, about middle of the year, maybe. No, the Knicks were like under 500. They went 16-4 and to finish. And Randall, I'll tell you something. I don't like to pick on anybody. You guys know me inside out. Can they stop dribbling the ball? I can't be the only one that gets aggravated. I just can't. I can't. And I can't look at stats. Is this the best you've got? To get the ball off of a make and hand it to him, at least for a while, he was handing it back. Fournier Gordon, I'm telling you, this is going down with one of the worst deals ever made. Oh my God, he's scared, right? Bad. He's skittish. He's scared. He doesn't want the ball and, and, and the food poisoning. I don't know. I learned a long time ago, it's and I listened to that the that other food ones. poisoning
2: is lasting a long time.
3: <laughs> that, that's that's right. That's that's really that's a lawsuit. I'll tell you something I learned a long time ago. If the guy doesn't – a guy who plays for a losing team and scores a lot of points, Mm. Julius Randle, you know, at Jalal Okafor Okafor for a while, remember him? That's what Julius Randle's turning into. Forget what he piled up tonight. They played about two-thirds speed, and I was thrilled for Steph, and I was thrilled, thrilled as a parent and grandfather to see him give the ball to Dell, who I watched – Larry, Gordon, yeah. Bob, I don't know if, I guess you saw Del Curry, maybe not. I did,
4: yeah. Del
3: Curry, Del Curry was the Bob Love, voted being after mm. Bob Love. He was one of the great, great all-time catching sheet guys from the short corner. Right, Larry?
1: Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah.
3: So, listen, we're going to lose a lot of games. So, let's get these guys. Let's fight this COVID off. I don't see how it's going to be done. They packed. Sardines last night in the garden. I don't know how it's gonna work out. I gotta be careful. You guys gotta be careful. But if it keeps doubling every day, they're gonna start postponing games. Last question. Did they cancel Chicago Bulls? Because they got ten guys out.
1: Postpone two games. Two two games. what
3: games What do you got to shoot up? Eight?
1: Yeah, you've got to have a minimum have of eight, eight. Yep. Yeah, which is what the Nets had. All right, so it's, out here.
3: It's, it's, it's sad, boys. It's sad, but it's our team, so we'll root for them. they this seeing history made.
1: It was. It was. Thanks for the call, Spike. It was. But, you know, it, what, what would have been better? Seeing history made and a win. <laughs> An yeah, unexpected I mean, win. Look, that would have been cool.
2: I get that, like it's great that history was made. Does it always have to be like made against us? Can we ever make any history? You know what I mean? It just gets mm-hmm. tired after a while. And and just in terms of the big picture, you know, last year their longest losing skid was five in a row. They've now lost four in a row. They the lowest they were ever last year was three games under 500. The Knicks are now four games under 500. So, yeah, and we were talking last night about finding the the, the panic button and lifting yes. up the, uh, the 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 little glass case on top yes. of it. Yeah. You know, the hand is getting closer, Larry.
1: So you're ready to, as Bart Scott used to always say when, we, when the when the Jets were having issues, he would say, it's not time to break glass, pull the lever yet. So you're ready to break the glass. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, I mean. You've got,
1: you've got the little hammer in your hand.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not saying that we have to. they have to go out and do just anything, you know. Right, I'm not going right. to start screaming, it's a cookbook, it's a cookbook, and start panicking and just make any trade you can, but. You got to figure something out here, man. The season's going. I mean, we're 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 twenty, almost thirty games into the season
1: now. We, you do, you do, and I tell you, the one thing there's really out of all the injuries and all the situations that have gone on uh, with this Nick team and all the players and all the different guys who have underachieved, there is one guy who I sorely miss, sorely miss. I'll tell you who that is when we come back. <laughs> Keep hearing Buck Showalter. Keep hearing his name. I'm well, willing. I, 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 I wish they'd make it official. I'm, right? I'm getting, yeah. There's I'm, just I'm like, there,
2: stop. There's, yeah. Right. There's one area you wish you would hear his name, and it's not the media so much as the <laughs> actual team saying that he's their manager. But maybe by the end of the week, you never
1: know. Maybe. Before we get to the calls, let me pay off my teas. Out of all the players, and I, I love you know R.J. Barrett. I love. I really miss Obi Toppin. I miss the energy that he brings. I miss how he. You know, ties the glue, really, to that bench unit. I know he's not the best defensively. I know that he struggles with that, but it's the energy. It's, it's the enthusiasm. It's the change of tempo because of him leaking out that forces them to push the ball up. He has been sorely missed. He really has. Well, I mean, considering how
2: the the offense flows ordinarily, and you know, we've talked about it being in quicksand and molasses. I mean, he's instant energy. He's instant excitement. And even when the game is not going well, he can give you something where it gets you, you know, and in, invested again, and, and wakes you up, and, and makes you feel like, hey, you know what? All right, maybe we can get something going here. So, yeah, I get it. I, I look, the Knicks are not that talented to win games even when they're at full strength. So when they're shorthanded, it's really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'd be nice to get a, anybody back at this point. You are correct about that. Back to the phones we go. Uh, let's go to Justice in Queens. Hey, Justice, you're next on 987.
0: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, how you guys doing? Great, hey, thanks. Yeah, just leaving. Yeah, uh, yeah, just Larry Gordon. I'm just leaving the game, man. Um, you know, on the Lie now, but um, it was it was it was great in the building in terms of what um Steph brought and broke that record. But what I wanted to say, I don't know if you guys uh, noticed, but Julius Randle's body language bothers me, right? His 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 body language is an indicator that, and I think that the team, you know, kind of runs off of him. 48, obviously a defensive liability, but he's predicated off. He, he goes as Julius go. My question to you guys, right, my frustration, and I'm a huge Tibbs supporter, and I love Tibbs and what he brings, why is Julius being used? Why is he refused to go to the block? Why is he trying to be the point forward? We don't need to read another Anthony Mason. Like, why he's not going to the block? That's the part that I, that bothers me more than all of that. And I think that if he goes there, because if you notice, when he gets in a game, the offense gets stagnant at times, right? Mm-hmm. It gets stagnant. I'm just curious what your thoughts are about that. Thanks it does, justice. Call, and
1: it does. you got it and, and drive safely. Uh, I think part of it is because of what happened last season. Right uh Gordon with Atlanta. That they swarmed, they, they they double teamed him in the block. He had some turnovers. He he wasn't confident with the double team of trying to see the way and not move the ball quickly to get rid of it. And I think he's kind of paranoid about having that situation again. So I think that's part of it. And uh I just I just really need for somebody and, and I would I need for somebody to just say to him, "We don't need you to bring the ball up all the time. Can you go and find a spot where you can get the ball? I don't need you to bring the ball up. I don't because you, yeah. you get too many turnovers. You, he yeah. slows it down.
2: Yeah, he's not. He's not a good, as good at that as he thinks he's no. as he thinks he is. And last year, you know, like he has the reputation as a player in his career who, you know, would fight through things at the basket, at tough contested shots. And he hit, he hit contested shots last year at a ridiculously high rate. So the, the regression was expected to be there. But where his game really grew last year was in the mid range game. He really improved his three point shooting. And, and all that has regressed as well. So it's just a complete regression. It, it, everything that went well last year is not going well this year. And it's not just for him. It's for R.J. Barrett, too. Uh, it's for a lot of guys. So they, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of where it starts, but uh, it, it's got to get started soon here. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like it, there's any progress being made. It's just a lot no. of the same old stuff.
1: And he doesn't seem to... He has no confidence in that mid-range shot that you're talking about. He's always yep. trying to get closer. He's yep. trying to body his way to get closer. Body his way to get closer. And he's got most of his turnovers are offensive fouls. Mm-hmm. It's offensive fouls and dribbling and taking it away. It just, just put the shot up. You should have confidence in your shot. Put the shot up. It's like because of what happened in Atlanta, I don't think he's recovered. I really don't. May, you might be
2: right. Uh, and you would think that with the success that he had last year with the mid-range game, that that, that you know that he would fall back to that right. Like he changed yeah. his game. He had this amazing season, and that was a big part of it. Uh, but uh, it does not. It seems like he's kind of gone back to old habits.
1: It does Jansen Yonkers? Hey, Jan, you're next on 98.7.
5: Hi, I love your show, both of you. Thanks,
1: Dan. Hey, Thanks. There's
5: a, ser- there's a serious problem. Um, I don't know how we're going to fix how kids are going to fix it. But here's, here's, here's the thing. It's time, I think, for Kemba Walker to get off the bench. First of all, he wanted to be here. He loves New York. He's a New Yorker. Kemba is not a scrub. And the way he's being treated, I think is very disrespectful to him. We're losing games without him in the lineup. It can't hurt to bring him off the bench. And another thing, I'm tired of seeing Wachell Sprewell and Allen Houston and ex nick players who, are, who are, you know, come to the garden looking cute. Can't the front office incorporate one of those guys? I don't even see Larry Johnson around anymore. Can't the front office incorporate one of these guys to teach and work with Kemba about defense because you're not getting it Anything from Fournier anymore. He's scared of his own shadow. It's time to change things up, and I think it's time for him to get off the bench. Thanks for taking my call on your door. All
1: right, Jan. Thanks for the call. The problem with getting him off the bench was he wasn't playing well, which has got him to the bench. He wasn't <laughs> playing well offensively, and he wasn't playing well defensively. Now, listen, I understand when you're when you're this short-handed, and you're not going to him, that tells you all you need to know. For Tom Thibodeau to play – Grimes and McBride ahead of Kimber Walker at this point with all the injuries and, and COVID situation that he's going through. If he's not if he's not getting off the bench now, he's not getting off the bench.
2: Yeah, no. Uh, if he hasn't gotten off the bench by now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and I would think that either they don't I would think that they're they're probably hoping to maybe be able to move him someplace else. Mm mm-hmm. Uh, so they don 't want him getting into games and 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 getting hurt you know he 's got the the knee stuff, so that 's the last thing that they need and to think that you are already out, like the one the first thing that they did was move kemba out of the rotation uh-huh. and to think that you 've gone through all the different possibilities to fix things and you 're back at kemba the first thing that you did that 's a really bad sign it is. It is. Plus you don't want him to further you know
1: lower his trade value. Right. Like
2: three weeks ago it's like, you know, we gotta get Kemba out of this rotation, he's killing us, and then three weeks later, you know what? Maybe we need Kemba. What? Wait, what? What it was three weeks ago. What are you talking about?
1: I know, it's true, it's true. Oof. But I tell you <laughs> And listen, I understand that Alec Burks is a new dad, and I remember being the new dad and sweating and staying up and and not trying to get your stuff. You know, it's not easy. But I tell you, he keeps shooting like that. Kimber might have a shot to get back (laughs) in the lineup. (laughs) He might have a shot. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Milton and Chelsea. Milton, you're next on 98.7.
6: Good, Good evening, Larry. Good evening, Gordon. Hey, Milton. Right. I have three quick points for you from suffering with the Mets. but um, when Mr. Lee calls in, I live in the building with Mr. Lee, so, and I wanted to tell him, and my friend Lorenzo didn't believe I was going to talk to Larry Hardy, so he told me I had too much eggnog. I really wasn't on hold, so <laughs> I am talking to you. I, you guys need to feel my pain. I go back to the late maybe 69 when the Mets won and the Jets won and the Knicks won, and I'm thinking at 14, how good life is and how many more championships would I get to hear because I'm blind. I wouldn't see them, oh. and you know how the rest works out. But, Larry, I got one quick question for you. Uh-huh. The gentleman who calls in who was working in New York and then he moved to Texas, That's and right. he's in the restaurant? Yes. To- the son of barbecued food? Yes. I-, I wanted to send my cousin to his restaurant as a Christmas present because my cousin is in uh, Chilling, Texas. Where he is.
1: Okay. so what I'll do is I'll get I uh, don't have it in front of me. I'll I'll um tomorrow well, we're not on tomorrow. Thursday I'll get the information out. The way you can send them.
6: Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Love your show. You two guys are the best. You should be on prime time.
1: Thank you, Milton. Looking for agent work? Ah, oh, never mind. I'm just joking. Thanks for the call. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Uh Gordon, you know it's it's interesting. I am very curious to see what Thibodeau's next move is going to be, because you know you have to get back to back negative COVID, yeah. you know, tests or ten days. And I would think Obi is coming up on ten days. He's, Ooh. I mean, he's been. It seems like he's been out a while.
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I and, thought that that was wasn't that Saturday that they came. They they announced that. I don't thought it was mean, only Saturday
1: they announced oh, it. Seems, seems longer. Yeah. <laughs> seems well,
2: longer. The, Yeah. Well, look, oh, wow. a couple of these games. Yeah, it will feel that way. Oh no.
1: I mean, Bucks Warriors back to back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And, and and listen, you don't know what you're gonna get from Houston. they. They have Houston next. You don't know what you don't you know what to expect no there. The, you don't know because the Houston's Knicks playing you have well now. No
2: idea what you're getting on a night in night out basis right now. You really uh, don't. Outside of it's not it's not gonna be like last year. It's not it's not pretty. Not that's for sure. And, and, you know, you're saying what you're worried about with Tom Thibodeau. I'm a little worried about what I'm going to get next from Leon Rose. I mean, if this season starts to yeah. spiral out of control, does he is he the guy that's going to say, you know, hold the line and say, you know what, we're not going to make any panic moves, or are they going to go out and do something that might not be in the best long-term interest of the franchise? A- after what I saw this offseason and what I'm getting right now, yeah. I'd be a little leery.
1: Yeah. I, I tell you, right now, the best thing they've done – so far has been the draft choices. The free agency has not been good. No. The draft choices look promising. And once again, you got to get more playing time and whatnot. But the thing for me, as I mentioned earlier, it's the aggressiveness, right? They don't seem like the moment is too big. They seem like we're going out there, we're going to score, we're going to put the ball. We're ready to play. We want to show that we can get playing time. And so that's why I'm curious to see what he's going to do because you can lose young players that way, Right. They, they show you, they work hard in practice, you give them playing time, they play, they perform, and then you pull them back on the bench. How does that change them? You know what I mean, Gordon? How does oh, that, no, absolutely. How does that keep right. them motivated and say, okay, is it really worth the hard work that I've done? Is, is all this really worth it if I'm still not playing and I'm looking at a veteran because it's all – listen, this is the production business. I'm looking at a veteran in Evan Fournier who's not producing. And he's still starting he's not even he's not even coming off the bench he's still starting
2: yeah that's it's not what you want
1: <laughs> it
2: is not what you want but you're right I mean you think about like these young guys are coming in and you know uh, I'm sure to a certain degree you know they're respectful they they realize they just got here but well, how long can that go, right? Yeah. I mean, these guys are coming from college, and, and they probably feel like, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm built to, to play at this level. I can play at this level. Let me show you what, you, what I can do. They're certainly not shrinking in the moment. They're certainly more um, – they're, they're, the little bit that we've seen, they've been more quickly from last year than Obi from last year, right? They seem like they, they can kind of handle the spotlight. So as shorthanded as the Knicks are right now – Maybe this is the best thing to happen, and you might be able to find a little something because both guys have have provided a little bit of value, at least for in the, in the immediate time that you and, and you need it right now.
1: Yeah, especially a McBride who's been down who's been down to Westchester, who's played a couple of games mm-hmm. in the G League to show that. Listen, I want to play. I want to show. I want to show you what I can do. I've got no problem going down there playing. It's it's where Kevin Knox should have been a while ago. Yeah. And and it's the type of thing where, uh,
2: you know, like last year, maybe you could understand, you know, Tibbs had a a very veteran type team, but they were, you know, they they, kind of held their own, right? They were three games over. They were three games under. They were always kind of floating around 500. It was year one. If this team starts to go sideways, what's the excuse for not playing them? You're right.
1: You're right. There isn't. (laughs) There isn't any because you may be able to use them in the trade to get better. You, you can have use them to just. just them, or you <laughs> can use them in the, the trade. Right.
2: The it's not hard to be better than some of the guys that are <laughs> seeing some regular minutes, so.
1: <laughs> that is for sure. Gordon and I chatting with you at 1 800 919 3776. So, Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour. Let's go back to the phones. Bruce is in Flushing. He joins us next on 987. Hey, Bruce.
4: Hey, guys. You know, two next points. First, I had a laugh because I heard Tibbs close a press conference after the game and. This is, I, I think, a, a pretty much of a direct quote. We need everybody on the bench to play, except that your name is Kim, Kimber Walker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not you, Kimber.
4: And you can check the press conference, he said that. Um, second point Larry, we talked on Sunday and we said we thought anything could happen because of the way it, but the situation is. Mm-hmm. Now, yesterday we started hearing about the Ben Simmons. Here's my philosophy. I'm not crazy about Ben Simmons. I don't, I don't like a, a guy who's, who's afraid to shoot the basketball, especially when he's your guard and not a seven-foot forward. But t- desperate times call for a desperate situation. I can understand them going after Ben Simmons. So here's a trade where I think will give him value, but will not kill us. Two number ones, Randall. Timber Walker, and Fournier. This way, and you maybe have to bring in a third team to get that done, but this way Fournier still has some talent. He's still attractive to other teams. You've got Randall who's attractive to other teams. You put Randall in Philly. Makes him a better team probably. Um, and again, if you have um, uh, um, Ben here, Ben Simmons here, mm-hmm. you know he can't shoot he can shoot. He can run the floor. He plays great defense. And with and with um, Toby um, and Tobin,
1: um, oh, Obi Toppin, yeah,
4: he, Obi Toppin. He, I can see him running the floor and does and alley oop passes. And he trying to, to replace Randall again. It's not a perfect solution, but in this situation, I think I can live with that. With that trade. What do you guys think about that?
1: Well, it's interesting, Bruce, because the first thing and Gordon, what what jumped out at me was who's going to score now? Because I know Ben Simmons is not scoring. So, but I guess you're really saying, okay, OB top and let's see what you can do. Let's see what you know is going to happen with Emmanuel quickly. Let's see if these young players can can put some, you know, can can handle the scoring and with Ben Simmons defensively, and that's that's what he's going to be. I guess he'll give you some scoring for three quarters, but then that fourth quarter. Gordon, I'm a little concerned about where I'm getting some scoring from.
2: Yeah, it just feels like a desperate move of a desperate organization, desperate to save this season. And, and it would be one thing if you told me I was getting somebody who I thought could actually save the season. Yeah, I don't think that Ben Simmons has any. I mean, it would be a terrible trade for the Knicks. I think it would be a terrible spot for Ben Simmons. I don't think the Knicks have anything the 76ers really would want. Uh, you know, you're telling me the 76ers can't do any better than Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, and a couple of first round picks for for Ben Simmons. Uh, I find that hard to believe. So I don't, th- I don't,
1: I cannot see that being a match. Eli's in Harlem. Eli, you're next on 98.7. no,
7: um, uh, I don't think uh, Julius Randle, or none of them should get traded. Uh, people don't want to realize kids is not a head coach, man. I don't care what people say, kids. Wherever he was at, he never really won nothing, and he had good players. It's not the players, it's Tibbs. Until they get rid of Tibbs, we're going to see the same thing over and over again. All right, Eli, let me ask you this.
1: Let me ask you this. I hear what you're saying. Is he worse than last season when he got them to the postseason when nobody expected them to be?
7: Yeah, and I can say nobody expected them to be, but they played. I, I, like I told my brother, Phil, Tibbs is not going to take the Knicks anywhere. I don't care what anybody said. we got good players there. we got young players there where they ain't got to do no trading. All we need is to trade the coach. We get another coach. We'll be who, right. who, Eli?
2: Who do you want them to who, – who, who is this coach that's going to unlock all this untapped potential the Knicks have?
7: Uh. uh, 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 uh. They got plenty of coaches out okay, there give me one. that that's better than Tibbs. You're
2: saying anybody but Tibbs, give me one coach.
7: Uh, let me see, who who would I take? Um um he just uh, Mark Jackson, for example. I would definitely take Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson's kind me a of question, the same. If Mark Jackson had the Knicks
2: right now, we'd be
1: playing a whole lot better. I hear what you're saying, and thanks for the phone call. But you you've got Alec Burks as your starting point guard. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what people <laughs> are looking at, Larry. I mean, you know, he's your starting point guard. I mean, and listen, I'm not, I'm not downing him, but you know, he does he does a decent job, but he's a he's a three. And yeah. he, because of his ability to handle and see the floor, which is great, he's your starting point guard. You you still don't have a point guard, and we've been talking about this. I thought Kimber Walker was going to be that guy. Turned out he wasn't in. So well, they are still looking for a point guard. Well, to run look, this and
2: offense. look, to, just to, to not hammer Eli, I, I was not a fan. I think a lot of people were not no. giant fans of the Tom Thibodeau hiring, and that might nope. turn out to be – Uh, You know, if this season goes sideways, we'll kind of have to reevaluate all the good feelings from year one. But to think that Tibbs, after last year, all of a sudden became dumb and doesn't know how to coach, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily it. Again, they maximized their talent last year from what they had. They went out this past off season, and their main goal was to add to the talent. One guy doesn't play at all, and the other big acquisition they got has been Dreadful. We're mentioning, like, the worst moves the Knicks have ever made when we're talking about Evan Fournier. That's the problem.
1: When you start to mention Glenn Rice. Joakim Noah. Andrea Bagnani. Right. <laughs> That's not good company. Clarence well, uh, Jerome James. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
2: when Jerome James's name oh. is coming up on the radio, that ain't good, people.
1: Clarence Weatherspoon. Oh, Sheldon Anderson. I got to stop. Todd McShay was on uh, our air today chatting with a bunch of hosts. And I tell you, it wasn't promising. <laughs> well, look, for the
2: Jets, they're getting Michael Carter, it looks like, the running back yes. back. And he was mm-hmm. really starting to play really well right when that injury came along. So um, that's a nice piece to get back in your offense as you get set yeah. to face. You know, you're just taking a look at the games this week, you know, betting-wise maybe. Uh, and you see Michael Carter being back this week, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it bodes well for the Jets there,
1: you know? We'll talk a little football in a minute, but I have to get your thoughts since you brought it up. Giants, Cowboys. Now, you saw how Dallas played Sunday. They, they allowed Washington to get back into that game. They did. Well, you know what? Dak is not playing very well right since now. Since the injury has not played well. He has not
2: played well, and their defense has been an absolute beast. And yeah. it does not seem like Daniel Jones is going to play again this year. It really mm-hmm. doesn't, and he's certainly not going to play this week. So that offensive line uh, <laughs> with with that quarterback back there, um, the weapons it doesn't I, it doesn't seem like now Tony has uh, Kadarius Tony has the the COVID a second time. Mm. Um, it doesn't seem like that adds up to a successful giant afternoon you know here's the thing if the uh, it's not inconceivable that the giants don't win another game this year it's true both like, teams to to think that the <laughs> to think that the giants ownership has already decided in their minds yeah. that this guy's coming back where they could they won six games last year they have an extra game this year mm-hmm. there's no guarantees they're gonna win six this year
1: no i don't say it's almost it would be almost a surprise if they win six at this point i agree i agree and uh Bob Glover, who's a columnist for Newsday, had a book out. Was on the K Show today, and I've you known know Bob forever. And he was saying he thought the judge would be back, but if this was a four and thirteen season, hold it, maybe there would be some cause for Paul. Glimmer pause of light, yeah, glimmer. That they yeah. might say, you know what? No, that's that's no. <laughs> We're gonna have to do it again. We have to do it again.
2: Well, well, just to give you an idea. no look, the betting doesn't know, you know, necessarily mean anything. Right. Uh the, the, the Giants are ten and a half point underdogs this week. Carolina is a ten and a half point underdog to the Bills. And the oh. Giants are a ten and a half point underdog to the Cowboys. So wow. that tells you how little people are expecting mm. out of the New York Giants.
1: Absolutely. And uh up to now they haven't been disappointed. <laughs> those those expectations
2: have been met, right?
1: They have. Yeah. Consistently.
2: Yeah. Yes, consistently. Every week, every Sunday. Any
1: Johnson given Sunday? Every given Sunday. Every Sunday. Every, every right. Sunday. Hi John, you're next on ninety
6: eight seven. Yes, this is John from Brooklyn. Um, I just wanted to talk about the Knicks and the way Tom Thibodeau is coaching. To me, he's just going east-west. He has no continuity offense. Nothing going towards the basket. Here's another thing I want you guys to think about. Mitchell Robinson has been there three years. I haven't seen him take out one basketball shot other than the alley-oop. Tell me what you guys are thinking.
1: Well, you know what was scary, John, and thanks for the phone call was during the off season he was practicing threes, and I was like, "Oh my God, no, not him, please, no, not him i I agree with you, I would have wanted him to at least give me something that you could command a double team with him, that you could even run some plays off of him just with with the ball with him, holding the ball in the basket, but you know the injuries and stuff I think that's really. Especially this year and the transition, I think that's really slowed him down. And he's just, he's going to just be an alley-oop guy. That, that, that's what he is. They want him for his defense, his shot blocking, his rebounding ability. And they're not really looking to him to get any scoring or just, you know, they're not going to run any plays for him. It's just what you get off the rebound, offensive boards, and stuff of that nature. And that's what they want from him. And there was a little bit of a butting of heads last year when
2: he wanted to kind of expand his offensive game, and that has not taken place. So I'm assuming if it hasn't happened by now, it's not going to
1: happen here. I agree. Charlie's in California on his world tour. He's yeah. next on 98.7 ESPN. Like, where's Waldo? <laughs>
8: hey, Charlie. Hey, Larry and Gordon. Good evening. So, uh, so yeah, I'm in, back in California. And I, don't worry, I'll be back in uh, not the confines in New York City. So uh, I'll be in L.A. down tomorrow, so. Uh, world tour continued before the, all the things that are going on. So uh, maybe a couple things. Uh, first on the Knicks, and this team is in dire straight. Obviously, we know uh, the limitation that is going on with the the protocol stuff. I agree with you, Larry. Uh, to- not having topping that energy off the uh, the bench that has really killed the Knicks so far. Uh, so far, because. Uh, you need that. I know he's has limitation on defense so far. He's still a young player. Missed that energy. And I think let's hope he has been second guessing a lot of shots and making and making inexplicable turnovers, foolish turnovers. I want Julius Randle. Uh, we saw in the second half. So let's hope we need that consistency for Julius Randle to start because right now the Knicks they they have they have not options. But right? Fournier's not good. Uh, why Kimball Walker is still on the bench. I mean, it's not as all is not as full. It seems like everything is all it's fault, it looks like. Uh, and we once and was that Grimes getting the on the protocol, that is bad luck. And I had to see Steph Curry. Uh, as, as I'm in California right now, my family right here, I'm staying with them are Warriors fans. So, basically, I'm the lone ranger watching the <laughs> game on the National Televised game. So, that was not pretty. And just, that didn't set, set me well, him breaking the record at the Garden. So, yeah, yikes.
1: I, I hear you, Charlie. Thanks for the phone call and, and safe travels back. Listen, it's, it's, it's not what you want. It's the same thing, Gordon. As you mentioned earlier, you just like to have – you know, something where you know, Carmelo Anthony scoring 60 is nice because <laughs> it's, it's your guy doing right. something,
2: right? Something, right? Yeah. Some, it feels like, uh, you know, it, it never happens that way. And, uh, you know, with Steph Curry, from the moment of the draft, it feels like you're always – you know, when you root for a bad organization, there's always those things that just keep getting brought up time and time again. You know, it's the butt fumble with the Jets. Oh. It's, you know, it's this thing. It's that thing with the Knicks. It's, it's a bunch of things. And Steph Curry is certainly one of them. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's for him to get the record at the Garden is not really all that surprising with the
1: way things go. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Uh, And before we turn our attention to the NFL, we have to acknowledge great. uh, This is a nice win by the Nets. Only eight players that were available because of COVID uh, COVID protocol Uh, James Harden and seven other players. Kevin Durant in the overtime, when an overtime game played 48 minutes, scored 34 points, 12 of 29, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, triple double, uh, even had a block. I mean, he is just. I said that Sunday night. For and we talk say the same things that we talk about with Steph Curry. He is just effortless. He he makes it look so easy. And for a big man to have that range, for him he can hit from anywhere. He can put the ball in the deck, go to the basket. He can pull up. He can hit the three. And and as I mentioned, he's a pretty good defender too. He he has it all. And this was a for them to only have eight players. For them to be the Toronto Raptors team. That's you know not bad. They're two games under, but this is a team that, that can play well. I mean, Van Fleet yeah. had 32. Uh, this, this is a nice win for the Nets. Nice win. Yeah,
2: a gutty, gutty win, right? Uh, and the Nets just keep, you know, whatever they gets thrown at them. You know, no Kyrie. They just keep rolling along. The COVID stuff, they keep rolling along. So, um, a good win for them. Now 20-8 and eight on the season, and it, it just doesn't seem like there's really – I mean, it's not about the regular season for them, of course. Right, but, right. Uh, but it is a good, nice regular season win for them.
1: And then you know that uh, on Tuesday, Kyrie shared a video to his Instagram that showed him putting on a pair of his Kyrie basketball sneakers, appeared to be in the weight room at the time.
2: Well, you know, there was that report on The Athletic uh-huh. uh, from Sham saying that there was now more optimism about him playing at some point this year, but it didn't really say why there was that optimism. I, I'm, maybe it was just that, you know, he, he put on the sneakers – it didn't seem like he had changed his mind about the, the, the vaccine. Certainly the rules have not changed. And if anything, it doesn't look like the rules are going to be changing even before now. But now with all these players in, in the health and safety yeah. protocols, it doesn't seem like that's going to be changing. So unless he changes his mind, which is a very good possibility like it would not shock me if he decides you know, at, somewhere down the road he'll say, you know what, I did my own research, I feel good about it, and now I'm ready to play basketball. So if they get him back, you'd like to get him back – a good stretch before the playoffs, but mm-hmm. they are a dangerous team. No question about it.
1: After the all-star break, he'll pop up. Yeah, I, I can see that. I could mm-hmm. definitely see that. After the all-star break. And just keep in mind, uh, New York health regulations are changing. Players will need to have two doses of the vaccine against coronavirus to play in the state come December 27th. Right now you only need one dose. So you have yeah, to so have two. Comp- so stri- they're getting
2: more strict. Yes.
1: So, yeah. that, So, like I said, maybe after the all-star break. <laughs> maybe.
2: I wouldn't doubt it. That, that's, uh, you know, I, I didn't get the sense that, you know, a lot of these guys, if they could take off the time that Kyrie's taking off, they might take them off too.
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree.
2: This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Dahmer on 98.7 ESPN.